I'm not saying you should break rules, but sometimes it's good to question them. Welcome to What's Wrong With Your Business, a podcast where we examine the problems that keep business owners up at night. From long-term strategies to risk management tools, you'll hear a variety of ways to identify what could be going wrong and how to adapt in a rapidly changing market. I'm your host, Grace LeConte. I'm a consultant, futurist, and writer on topics related to healthy feedback loops, workplace equity, and creative communication strategies. This is episode nine. Who are your devil's advocates? You know that image that we use to describe the devil on your shoulder and the angel on your other shoulder? So the devil is the creature that tells us that we should definitely give in to our passions. We should do things that we uh, shouldn't do, that we should break rules and be mischievous and do things that we're not supposed to do. The angel, on the other hand, is the one who's defending, telling the truth and doing everything right and following all the rules. Well, in my experience, doing everything right doesn't always work out. Just because there are rules doesn't mean that we should necessarily follow them. I'm not saying you should break rules, but sometimes it's good to question them. And that's what this episode is about. I want to explain what a devil's advocate perspective is and why it's so important for business owners to listen to the devil's advocates in their company. So first, let's talk about what is a devil's advocate. The devil is seen as this vindictive, evil creature who's supposed to lead us down a path of destruction. And everything that this devil tells us to do is breaking rules, crossing lines, and ultimately will lead us into a self-destructive end. But this image of a destructive evil force or troublemaker is actually not necessarily as bad as what we think. And the reason I say that is because when we refuse to look at the bad things that could happen and we try to avoid all conflict, it actually leads us down a very, very dangerous path. By only focusing on the good, the positive, the, the righteous things that we should do, we're missing a very important analysis process of evaluating the things that could go wrong. And even though it's not as much fun necessarily to look at the wrong and the evil that could happen, that step is very important in establishing some controls so that the worst doesn't happen. That the the ways that your company could fall into problems may be avoided, but only if you're aware of what those problems could be. A devil's advocate is someone who can argue against widely held beliefs or decisions. So it's someone who, whether or not they believe it, they are able to put themselves in an objective position where they're viewing a situation from another point of view, usually a contrarian point of view, someone who looks at the opposite of what everyone else can see. And this is really, really helpful because by going against the widely agreed system, they can actually shine a light on what's going wrong, on vulnerabilities, on loss and harm, on ways of thinking and systems that are set up that cause others to suffer. And whether or not it's obvious to the leadership, these types of conversations really need to happen. So a devil's advocate forces us to confront very difficult topics, prejudice, injustice, abuse. It's 
a point of reference that looks at disparities by blowing a whistle or calling out activities that are going against ethical standards. So they can find things that are unethical, illegal, they can look for waste or loss, fraud, abuse. It's just a wonderful, wonderful tool to have someone like this in your organization. But a lot of times leaders don't want to hear from a devil's advocate. It's very painful to be told that there are signals in your organization or your company that there is abuse happening. Most people really don't want to hear that, even if it's true, especially if it's true. Um, they defend themselves and they want to stop this accusation. So they might even use legal measures to downplay or to harass someone who is calling out injustice. So this is a very difficult position for someone to be in when they're internal in a company, especially if that organization has a very strong stance on what they would call gossip or negativity. And when we start to not allow for speech to happen in an organization because we label it as gossip or negativity, that just becomes a really slippery slope or basically anything that goes against what the leaders say should be and anything that goes against a positive perspective or a positive way of looking at things is labeled as difficult and bad. And I personally think that is extremely dangerous. There are many, many signs of companies that have quelled or pushed down anyone who speaks out against what's going on. And Ron being one of the main stories, the the companies that had the biggest fall, when Enron's executives started to question, they were either let go or harassed or intimidated into stopping their questioning. There are many companies like that that have um, iconically been the subject of a lot of investigation as well as analysis, because how can something that big fail so miserably? It's because there was a system in place to reward positive thinking and to discourage and even to harm anyone that spoke out negatively. So welcoming discussions from devil's advocates, welcoming even someone who serves as a devil's advocate in conjunction with your leadership team is a very risk intelligent thing to do. So I've been asked, is a devil's advocate an actual person like the devil on your shoulder? Or is it a philosophy or a way of thinking? Well, the answer is it's really both. Because at its core, a devil's advocate thought process is a way of looking at problems. It's a way of evaluating truth, evaluating whether things are happening that are in alignment with your strategic goals or whether they differ from them. That's why it's so important to have defined goals for your organization and to also have a very clear set of values. Because then when someone calls out a situation that may be in disagreement with your values, it'll be much easier for you to tell whether that type of action is appropriate or is not. But if you don't have values listed out in part of your organization's strategic goals and perspective, then how will you know? How do you know if something goes against your ethical point of view if you haven't actually defined it? So first you need to start with vision, mission, values, objectives, and measures, which I call VIMVOM. That's just the base understanding of how your company is operating. And then you also need to 
create a philosophy in your company where you don't punish people who speak out. You create a method for them to bring negative information to you, to bring bad news before your desk, and to present information that shows that activities within your organization may go against your values and principles. The next thing to do would be to add this way of looking at problems in the very culture of your company. So a culture is a way that people interact with each other and it's also a defined, not just a communication style, but a method of exchanging ideas, of welcoming new ideas, and of getting along that rewards some behavior and punishes other behavior. So you can see how this could become very problematic if you don't define what your values are. You may subconsciously create a culture that really rewards behavior that's very similar to what you like, but you're not thinking about anything that's diverse or unequitable. And when business owners don't even define what their equity statement is and how they might welcome people who are different than them, it can create a very homogenous organization that doesn't have any diversity of thought, any perspective outside of those of the people who are running it. And of course, you could see how that would become a very difficult organization to defend in situations where someone might feel like they're not heard because that is a really indefensible way to run an organization. If it's not at all varied in the way of thinking or the opportunities that people have to join, then it's not a very inclusive organization. So you want to have a risk intelligent perspective here, one that can help you distinguish actions to avoid in order to prevent loss or harm, and also actions that you can do in order to gain a competitive advantage. So by welcoming the voices of people who may see things differently, you're actually going to have additional perspective and um, opportunity to see through the challenges that you're facing and to make more risk intelligent choices that will help your business to grow. So basically diversity in thought and diversity in bringing things before you that you may not agree with is actually going to allow your business to be more successful. So risk intelligence requires the ability to step into situations that may be painful or uncomfortable. But doing this helps us evaluate the possibility and likelihood that certain things will cause harm. That is the whole point of risk intelligence. It's increasing your ability to tell what could happen that could harm your organization in the future. So a devil's advocate perspective can help recognize areas of vulnerability. You can see things from a different perspective. You can evaluate things from an unbiased point of view which all of us have a tendency to bias, just the way we see the world and becoming aware of those biases and the ways that we tend to make decisions is so, so helpful as a leader. You can also ask questions that focus on logic and results rather than ones that are solely based on emotion. Obviously, we still need to bring emotion into things and of course your values are going to be very tied to what you feel is important for your organization to stand behind. But when you're looking at evaluating decisions, you really would, it'd be better to focus on logic and not on emotion. It's also really helpful to have a devil's advocate point of view 
when you're discussing controversial and touchy subjects. We discussed this in episode 7 of this podcast, Honeybee, Scorpion, and Nuclear Employees. A honeybee is an employee who really wants to make a difference and they see a problem happening, but they don't necessarily know how to respond, so they may take a chance of ruining something that's important to them by using their stinger, like a honeybee would, knowing that it will cause a lot of pain for them personally, but because they feel it's so important to say something. And if that type of employee is not heard fully and their feedback is not acknowledged and acted upon, they can become a scorpion, which is a type of employee who will make a much louder impact in an effort to make a difference. The scorpion can potentially be brought back into the fold and can potentially be uh, satisfied, but it's much harder. It takes a lot of work on the part of an employer to bring that back around. Scorpions can cause damage in the meantime, and they may even turn into the most damaging level, which is nuclear blast employees who really don't care about benefiting the company, they just want to destroy it. So if you want to hear more about that, you can listen to episode 7. Employees who don't feel heard will try their best to make sure that you hear what they have to say. And they're risking a lot by doing that because there's a lot that they could lose. They could lose their job, they could lose their sense of um, belonging, they could lose income, they could lose a lot of different things that make, that they they value in trying to contribute information that they believe is useful. So a devil's advocate is so effective when, as the leadership team, you decide that you want to hear these conversations. You want to enter these topics that are uncomfortable for you. You want to identify aspects of your own personality, your own temperament, your communication style, the way you make decisions that may be hurting people. They may actually be really ineffective. When you welcome these conversations, though, it brings about so much growth, not just for you as a leader, but also for your entire management team and for all of the staff. They can come together and bring new insights into how your organization can be even more capable of reaching your customers and providing value, but also have meaning for them personally. The entire millennial generation is much more interested in having meaning and seeing purpose in their work than they are necessarily in just a paycheck. That's become a really interesting characteristic of most millennial employees, and it's not going away anytime soon. That's not the largest generation. A lot of millennials are also not afraid to speak up and to alert their group or their peers or even the general public with problems that they see happening. So whether or not you want to hear from a devil's advocate, you're probably going to hear from that at some point because this is a a way of dealing with problems that actually can be very, very useful, even if you're not accustomed to hearing it in that way. So one of the problems with having devil's advocates is knowing how to control them. And I've heard this before. I myself have acted in this role in several companies as a consultant. Um, I've been asked to provide this perspective and it's very, very useful for leaders who want to see what's wrong to get an outside objective perspective from an, um, someone who can show them what is going wrong and help them to define where to fix the problem. 
but from someone who's inside the organization, it can actually be very dangerous for the owner, or can feel dangerous for them to hear all this negativity and not know how to control it. It can feel like they're getting attacked. And of course, when you feel attacked, you want to defend. You want to uh, explain yourself. You want to protect from any further attacks. So it's hard to know how to manage these types of negative voices, these um, criticisms of how things are going. So as I mentioned in the past episode on honeybees, scorpions, and nuclear employees, one great way to manage negative feedback is to create a system where you're welcoming it and you're reviewing it. So just simply explaining to your staff that you want to hear what's going wrong and then you prove that it's not just words, you're actually acting on that and showing that there is a resolution process and that you are going to apply the changes that you're hearing to cause a difference. Um, completing that entire feedback loop for a healthy, a healthy feedback loop is so helpful because then it shows and it proves to your employees that you are actually fulfilling a promise. There's a lot of business owners that I've seen that say that they want to hear negativity, they want to hear feedback, but then when they hear it face-to-face, it's too painful, and they decide to kind of like go in their ivory tower and protect themselves from any further negativity. Um, And this is a really ineffective way to deal with bad news, because it basically proves to employees that the leaders don't care. It, It shows them that there is a disconnect between what's going wrong and with the people who can fix it. So employees either decide to take matters in their own hands and fix the problems themselves, or they become apathetic and don't care, or they decide to leave. They're really only the three reactions that employees have when they really want to make something happen. So it's much, much better for a leader to step into that situation and to find a method to collect that type of feedback and act on it. So just listening is not enough. There has to be a way to evaluate what can be applied and then to truly show, to demonstrate that there's some activity happening in order to make lasting change happen. So a devil's advocate perspective means that you're open to hearing controversial topics. You're welcoming controversial topics. Yes, there's a way that you need to, of course, keep this somewhat contained because you don't want to have an uprising, you don't want to have a rebellion, and that's the, I think, the number one fear that a lot of people have when I talk about this topic. But there are ways to welcome controversial topics and to welcome discord, disagreements, um, differences of opinions, as long as you continue to focus on the ultimate goals for the organization and you focus on how you can provide value to your customers. If you focus on that and you look for ways to get through challenges, your employees will have a lot of things that they can offer in terms of the point of view for how to overcome problems. So in summary of this topic, devil's advocates are incredibly important. They are both a type of person who's willing to bring negative information to your desk but they're also, it's a philosophy that everyone can contribute to in discussing topics that are really difficult to talk about but need to be said because harm or damage is happening. As a leader, for you to want to step into these conversations and to wrestle with these problems and to deal with things that are causing harm to others, 
shows that you're the type of leader who can be followed. You demonstrate that you are trustworthy and that your employees really can look up to you and will want to help solve the problems with you. But if you're the type of leader that just wants to escape this and get away from it, which in the fight, flight, freeze, face diagram would definitely be the flight, get the heck out. If you're not going to face these problems directly and you really don't want to deal with fighting it, then your employees probably won't respect you very much. And neither will customers because eventually this all comes out in the wash. There will be some impact of how you handle difficult decisions, difficult topics that will be very obvious to everyone else. So I hope that you'll welcome the devil's advocates who are already in your organization. I hope that you'll create a culture that rewards bad news and that rewards discussions about difficult topics. Because when you do that, your company can be a lot more able to step into situations that are difficult, but that can serve customers' needs and fulfill the needs of your employees at the same time. If you have any questions about this topic or anything else we've talked about in the series of What's Wrong With Your Business, be sure to go to the Anchor app and record your voicemail message, or you can visit my website, laconticonsulting.com slash podcast and leave your voicemail message or comment there. That's L-A-C-O-N-T-E consulting.com slash podcast. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes as we answer the question, what's wrong with your business? Here's to your success. Thank you.